Hello, I'm back from a little hiatus because I'm trying to choose people and conversations that are relevant. This conversation with Nico has been timely because we just got through a presidential election and we both wanted to talk about how community engagement can be impactful in addition to public policy. For this particular episode, Mike the fact checker couldn't be there and I had some issues with a few minutes of distorted audio in the beginning of the recording, so it just sounds like we jump in. Basically, what you don't hear is us making jokes before we get started, so this is my conversation with Nico. So, I don't know, part of like what my challenge has been for the past few years is to become more embedded. You know that like phrase that people say, like, putting down roots? Mm -hmm. Typically, what they're saying is like buying property yeah. or like establishing a family and like that's not I don't know like people move and you know, yeah. you, like that doesn't seem like root like yeah. what really has been I don't know establishing like putting down roots for me has been like becoming involved in my community I've just been appointed to um, like a advisory board for my township nice the telecommunications one of course <laughs> of course um I've joined the League of Women Voters, Ooh. which, you know, is a nonpartisan group. Yeah. So maybe you should consider joining as well. Are you? I was. I was considering joining. I use the vote411.org app mm -hmm, mm -hmm. every single election. Local, national, always use it, always promote it. Like, I love oh, League yeah, of yeah. Women Voters. Yeah. I think that's actually how I heard about it, was from you. Yeah. Oh, and one of I my have, little I things. I have another yeah. friend that's, like, very into... Not, like, promoting a political opinion, but just saying, like, here's the information, yeah. here's how you can get it. I just love resources. I just love yeah. pumping those out and just being, like, here, it's all here for you. I found it. There. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why I'm yeah. like that. But I just, I love, I guess I love knowing things and sharing that knowledge. Mm -hmm. So I just do it. Yeah. But, yeah. No, I totally, and I agree with the sentiment of, like, putting down roots because, I'm sure you've seen this, like, through my Instagram and social media and stuff like that. Like, I've just been, like, throughout the past decade, I've just been, like, traveling a lot for, like, school and work and just mm. my life. Um, so for me, it's been really important. Like, like you said, when I think of putting down roots, it's always community first. Like, mm -hmm. wherever I lived, the way that I, like, got comfortable where I was at was, like, volunteering with a local organization. Um, like... And then through that, you learn, like, who the local community leaders are. And, like, once you, like, kind of show yourself as, like, somebody who's, like, willing to be involved and, like, wants to show love to where you're living, like, so many people come out of the woodwork to be like, hey, well, we need help with this. And, like, oh, could you promote this and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So, for me, that's always been, because I've moved around a lot <laughs> in the past 10 years. Um, so, for me, that's always been the way. But also, like... I've always kept the hometown connection here because, like, I always knew, like, somebody from our school or, like, from, like, one of my colleges or, like, just from my town because, like, I guess I claimed Ben Salem as my town even though, like, I only spent a couple years there, but, like, I just felt the most involved there. So, yeah. like, I was always, like, spreading resources there because those were my connections, you know? Like, I just – and now because I have so many connections all over the place, um, now I can just spread as many resources as I get everywhere which I go I it, I feel like now because I live somewhere I can be more involved mm -hmm. I guess because I know more but like even when I wasn't living like here and like when I was traveling I was still like looking at like social media and keeping up with people that way mm -hmm. so that's how I I just found everything and I just was able to connect people even though I wasn't here and like that in of itself help me stay helps me stay rooted I guess and like, I also think I know I don't feel like I'm rambling but like <laughs> no I just no I like it I just feel like um social media has been super powerful with that because it allowed me to stay connected and stay engaged and like see who needed help here mm -hmm. while I was still traveling and eat and like most of my travels have been like because I was in AmeriCorps so mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. and that's like a domestic peace corps kind of deal yeah, yeah. so i was still like actively working in the communities i was living in mm -hmm. and still focusing on making sure that everybody t was taken care of quote unquote back home 
you know. But, like, it's also caused me to look at everywhere in this country as my home. And it's caused me to look at every single community as, like, I don't have a right to come into a community and say what the community needs. I'm very much the type of person where I come into a community, I ask, what what do you need help with? Mm-hmm. Like, what are your major community groups? Like, what does your community need? And who who's already working here solving it? Mm-hmm. You know? Like, yeah. because, like, I, I think of the whole country as my home, but, like, it's kind of in the sense of, like, everywhere is family. So, like, I have my house, and my house is my community, and I know exactly what my community needs. I know who to call, like, how to get it, and everything like that. I'm not going to step into, like, like, another house and, like, automatically say, okay, here's what you do with this, you know? Like, yeah. there's an amount of respect that needs to be had, and I think that that is something that I've learned through my travels and, like, that I've seen um, going forward. And now I feel like I'm just rambling on about... <laughs> No, that's that's really interesting. Um, I I live in Doylestown, mm-hmm. which makes it like really easy to get involved. I don't know if I I don't know how they do it. I just noticed yeah. it, and it was it was like I'm not trying to, you know, push my skills and my knowledge onto people. I'm yeah. just gonna I'm gonna offer it and then see if it happens. And 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 people are like so willing to accept that. But um, Doylestown's like really small, so I wonder mm-hmm. if. Did you feel like you were connected here because it was smaller than, like, some of the other places that you traveled to? I don't know. I feel like... Because especially, like, if, so you, if you talk about, like, like people in leadership, right? Yeah. Um, in, in this area, like, we know who these people are. They attend events. Yeah. They hold, like, luncheons and stuff where we can come meet them. It's very yeah. easy. In, like, Philly, I don't know if it's as easy. You see these, like, public figures yeah. at large events, and they kind of, like, speak from afar. Well, I feel like with Philly, because, I mean, I have lived there, and I've worked there, and, like, I went to school there for, like, five minutes before COVID hit. Um, <laughs> no, with Philly, because um, I have, I've, I've worked and lived in big cities, um, and especially in the community side. Um, like, I used to work for the Red Cross down there. Um, as one of my medical terms. And... For me, I think the big thing, when you're in a big city, it is about focusing on your neighborhood. Mm -hmm. It's about, like, focusing in on your area. Um, Because, and this has always been my philosophy, too, is, like, I I admire when people want to, like, focus on things on a national level or a global level. That's great. Mm -hmm. For me, sometimes that can be very overwhelming. And I think for other people, too, because it's just, like, the world has so many problems and all of them are interconnected. All of them are very similar. Mm-hmm. But if you can start where you're at, like that's where the real change can be because that that's yeah. even if it's just your little pocket of the world, that's still part of the world, isn't it? Like, you know, like if you think globally, you have to act locally. That's always been my thing. So when I was in big cities like Philadelphia, it was very important to me to get involved in my local community and see what my local community needed. And if there were some more communities that were more in need, it wasn't my job to, like, go in and be like, here's how I, here's how, like, you guys should do stuff. It was more my job to be like, okay, who's your community leader? Mm -hmm. And talk to them and be like, how can I help this community in Philadelphia? So it was very much just, like, being respectful of the community. I think here it's just very much, like, like you said, like, kind of, like, everybody kind of knows everybody. So, like, you can all just be like, oh, you know, so-and-so, like, runs this. Like, I didn't, like, the community leaders that I know, um, it was kind of just happenstance. Like, I would usually just, like, like their page, share their stuff a lot, and then, like, I'd just be like, hey, like, I'm making something for my job or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like, can, like, I talk to you about it? And that was how we connected. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it's just a matter of, like, want like it really is just super basic and like wanting to help people (laughs) like Mm -hmm. it's just and yeah I guess you have to be a little outgoing like you have like whether you're in a big city or small town you have to like be bold enough to say like okay I I would like to help for this or I would like to know more about this and Mm -hmm. like how I can help so I don't know I think big city small town what is most important is you being comfortable being there you know like being comfortable in the space and being comfortable asking mm-hmm. people like for what they need and like being comfortable with stepping up 
because it does take a certain amount of vulnerability, I think, to step up and a certain amount of confidence. Yeah. I don't feel like, but like, I don't feel like it's anything remarkable, but I, I guess it is. But like, I don't feel like it's anything like super yeah. crazy, you know? It's just like, cool, I want to help out. Tell me, just show me, you know? Show. I've been thinking a lot about like, I don't know, we're, we're pretty average people, I would say. Yeah. We have like, obligations mm-hmm. we we have things that we want to take care of for ourselves we have goals and stuff we have yeah. families and whatever um i wonder what it's like to have like people feel just like they're so isolated in their mm-hmm. own little like oh I, I have like these things that i have to do every day and then being a part of my community and you know caring about other people that just seems like another obligation mm-hmm. and like i just don't have time for that yeah and it seems like unfair to push that on people and be like, oh, you have to make it a priority to mm-hmm. care about the people around you. Because the whole point of like priorities is you have one or two in life. And for most people, it's mm-hmm. themselves and their families. Yeah. So, I don't know, how do we approach this in a way that's like, here, like here's where you start. <laughs> yeah, so that's definitely... Uh. Because, like, no, I mean, I've struggled with that, too, because, I mean, like, I'm I'm very passionate about helping out my community and doing whatever I can because, like, I'm the slightly hippie aspect of me. <laughs> I do see, like, you know, if you are if you are here, you're my family. Like, mm-hmm. if you're another person, you're mm-hmm. my family. Like, literally, like, we are of the same species. <laughs> like, <laughs> it doesn't, it does a disservice to me do a disservice to you. Um, and that's just, like, my fundamental belief. So, like, for me, it's very easy, but it's also, it is hard because I have all those obligations, like you said, like, Mm -hmm. right now I'm dealing with school, plus work, plus I just got married, plus I have my other family, and Mm -hmm. plus uh, the whole laundry list goes on. Plus yourself, self-care Oh, yeah, that's right. (laughs) I'm in there, too. I'm somewhere in the mix. Um, But, yeah, no, I think, and, like, I mentioned a little bit earlier about, like, getting a little overwhelmed thinking so big. Mm -hmm. So, you just have to break it down. A lot of like community groups and nonprofit groups and charities, whatever you want to call them, they need awareness of their cause. So start with like just sharing their stuff. Always ask, mm-hmm. but be like, hey, can I just like share your flyer or share like this? Or like maybe that's the only commitment you can get is like you see something they post and like you just share it somewhere and like encourage donations. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Obviously, financially is super important. It is super important to, like, donate to people. I understand that not everybody can do that, um, and not everybody's comfortable with doing that. Like, certain people, like, they're just like, oh, I just don't trust, like, where my money's going and stuff like that. So that you can always go to, like, Charity Navigator, GuideStar, and, like, evaluate that um, and, like, see, like, their credentials and stuff. Or, like, you can honestly ask other people. Like, again, just Mm -hmm. talk to people. (laughs) That's, like, my main thing. Um, but, like, if you don't have the time necessarily to, like, devote, there's always your dollars. Your dollars go so far with the nonprofit because they have nonprofit status, which allows them, especially, like, food orgs, Mm -hmm. they can take their nonprofit status and stretch your dollars super far because they can buy certain items in bulk. They get, like, certain discounts and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, like, those are ways if you don't have the time that you can still kind of get involved or, like... You know, every once in a while, like, an org's going to have, like, a, a donation drive or something like that. Another easy way to get involved because it's a one-time thing. So you can get involved in, like, special events and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but in terms of, like, like internally, like, motivating yourself and, like, approaching that, like, because that's, mm-hmm. like, a more technical aspect, right? Of just, like, here's some options if you can't, like, devote the time. But in terms of, like, reevaluating, like, if it should be a priority... I don't know. I mean, if you have to reevaluate it, then, like, is it, like, you know, I don't know. So I, th- I think my, my thought process has been um, we put a lot of pressure, and this is, like, kind of where I started out with this, like, election year. Yeah. We put a lot of pressure on the people in charge. Like, yes. fix all my problems. I will ah, vote for you. Yeah. And, like, I don't know. Like, we are impacted and, I mean, you can argue with me if you want. No, we are impacted yeah. way more by local government than we oh, are by so federal much. government. And 
more directly as well. Yeah. And so, um, I don't know. I, I feel like we already know that like off-year elections have mm. a much smaller turnout. Yeah. And stuff like that, I think, is impactful. Like that doesn't really require a lot of time commitment. That's very true. Um, you know, just understanding who your local council is. Yeah. And what, um, like. You, you don't have to be on, like, an advisory board for them to know, like, what issues are important to them. Yeah. And, you know, di- indirectly, mm-hmm. you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so, I don't know, just being aware of, like, what's going on next door to you, I think yeah. that's important. And I don't know. I don't, I don't know that that's, like, making that a priority mm-hmm. is more just being more, like, intentional about, I'm going to pay attention to what's going on here. Yeah. And I don't know that if that's the same as what you were trying to well, do. Well, so here's my thing with that. Because, like, <laughs> I believe this very strongly. And I think the whole virus outbreak this year, I think that really highlighted what I'm about to say. We're the only ones who are going to save ourselves. Mm-hmm. We should not rely on other people. I think when you give somebody a responsibility you should hold them accountable to that definitely Mm -hmm. yeah yeah but when it comes to like day in day out like you have families in need you have people who are hungry you Mm. have people who need supplies to go to school like you have people who don't have Mm -hmm. internet access like you just have people who like their houses burned down they need a new home they need somewhere to stay like that's all us Mm -hmm. like me you and the guy next door like that's us taking care of our own Mm -hmm. because there is no superman like that's why superheroes are a myth like they're fiction as much as i love them (laughs) like i'm a huge nerd but i recognize that the reason we all love these superheroes is because there's an instinct in us that that like it's comforted we're comforted by it because we know that it's not true we have to be our own heroes mm-hmm. to each other. And I think for me that that's what drives me to be more involved in my community and be more aware is because, like, if I don't know what's going on in my community, I don't know who needs help, and then I don't know how to help them. So that when – and it, it is kind of on a selfish level, too. It's a self-preservation thing yeah. as well because it's like mm-hmm. if I know how to help others, then when I get in a situation, I know how to help myself or I know where to go to ask for help. Mm-hmm. So it's very much a kind of community survival instinct thing for me mm-hmm. is if we know what's going on with us, then we can help make our community stronger, better, like, and by stronger and better, I mean, like, we're more able to help each other. Mm-hmm. We're more, more able resilient. to be, yeah, exactly, more resilient, more helpful, um, and I also think, like, when you want to talk about, like, election years and stuff like that, and, like, the polarization that's going around there's literally been studies and like we talk about this in like my journalism classes too about how like local news has promoted like local community involvement because it helps people know what's going on mm-hmm. so if you have if you are more involved in your community involved in more like uh community orgs your community facebook pages and stuff like that you're less likely to be more in your own silo because mm-hmm. you're learning what's going on around you. And that helps, like you were talking about earlier with the feelings of isolation. Mm-hmm. It helps you realize like you're not alone in your experience. Because I do feel like as as humans, we think like we're the only ones that stuff is happening to. Like yeah. I'm the only one that's ever had this idea before. I'm the only one that's going through this kind of thing. Yeah. And it's like we look around and we see in our neighbors that we're not alone. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a really powerful thing. I think that's really, like, sometimes it sucks because then you realize, oh, my God, like, wow, we're all going through it. But it's kind of reassuring and nice because, it's like, we're all going through it. So then that means that if I know how you, f- if you know how I feel because we're going through the same thing, mm-hmm. then, like, we can better help each other. and We can come at this issue from a place of respect mm-hmm. because I think that's something, especially when you think about like election years and like politics and local politics and stuff, I think a lot of people have been conditioned through like the media landscape, the social media landscape to not come at community from a place of respect. It's very much like my house. Mm-hmm. This is my place. Like this is like yeah. it's very you're very staunch in your 
in where you stand. Like, you're very much like, oh, this is, this is my home, my land. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's, it's no, it's, when you, when you know who you're, who you're living around, who you're dealing with, it's very much easier for you to, like, come at, come, come to people instead of coming at people, you mm-hmm. know, like, coming to people with respect mm-hmm. and with compassion, with empathy, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. which is so much missing from, like, the dialogues that we have on a day-to-day. So, um, I've also been thinking about, and this is coming off of what you said as well, um, it's become, like, I, I'm not trying to make this about politics, but, like, it's become yeah. really apparent in uh, election year that we have this, um, there are a lot of groups of people mm-hmm. that come from, like, feelings of scarcity and fear. Mm-hmm. Like, I've, I've earned this stuff, I've worked hard, I, I need to keep the majority of my paycheck. Like, you can't raise my taxes because that's not going to go to my community. Yeah. That's, that's, you know, this other, it's just going to disappear somewhere. Or I've earned this like position of power, mm-hmm. and I'm so afraid it's going to get taken away from me. Um, I don't think that there's anything wrong with being like fearful of the future because mm-hmm. it's uncertain. Like you, yeah. you, you can you can see it as like oh you know even just change. Like we don't we don't like change. No, we like change. <laughs> no. Um, but we can approach it from a way of like seeing. I don't know what's going to happen, but. Um, I'm going to make sure that the little old lady across the street from me can have heat on mm-hmm. for this winter. Or like, I have a neighbor with uh, a lot of kids. I'm going to make sure that they have food. I'm just going to like check in on them. And I, I don't, I don't really know if taxes are going to go up. I don't really know if mm-hmm. you know there's going to be more shutdowns or anything like that. But I don't really care. Like I can be afraid, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to do the best that I can here. Yeah. So it's like fear, but also. I don't know, I'm going to do something to make myself less fearful. Yeah. So I don't know if, like, there's not there's not a way that we can change people's minds to think that way. No. Um, Unfortunately. I think there's there's a lot of power in validating feelings and saying, like, oh, I, I understand why you would see this as, like, a threat or, or yeah. any, any sort of, like, change or, like, unknown as, as, as scary, but... Uh, how can we make it better? Yeah, you know, and I think this focus on like community is really important in that way. No, totally. And I think, kind of like to your earlier point about like this being a presidential year, and you see a lot more turnout and like mm-hmm. more community engagement during this time. I think in on average years, like you see a lot more community engagement around right now, which is around Thanksgiving. This is when we're recording. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> And, like, the holidays, so, like, you see more involvement, like, Thanksgiving and Christmas. But then, like, you have so many, especially when it comes to food. Like, you'll see a lot of food drives at Thanksgiving, food drives around Christmas. Mm -hmm. But then, like, in the summer, when the need is super intense Mm -hmm. and people have, and, like, organizations have had to, like, run through all those resources that they got during the holidays because the need is constant, you know? And then in the summer, they're like, hey, can we get, like, more supplies from you guys? Like, I think right now, like, we're living through, like, a a very conscious shift of, like, there's been so much coverage of, like, this issue of, like, hey, um, like, kids go out of school in the summer Mm -hmm. and they need food. Like, Mm -hmm. a lot of families were relying on the school food programs and, like, they don't get them in the summer because the school's closed, you know? But that's taken years of media coverage of uh advocates saying that like advocating for like even the news coverage to be like hey like just so you know it's also been like a social media push by these organizations too and like they've asked their volunteers it's just been like a whole like kind of communal push to get us the public to change our attitude towards giving Mm -hmm. and and the seasons of need you know Mm -hmm. so when it comes to like being involved in your community to kind of like bring it back to like being involved in your community like and having that kind of attitude of well like oh you know like I'm okay I'm fearful but like and and in that fear like I don't want to take care of anybody else I think we're getting to a point in time where we're starting to educate people on like it is not 
it's not really about just you being okay just right now. Mm-hmm. I think we're getting to a point where we're real, we're starting to see a little bit. And I think, and sides, whatever, I think people are starting to see, especially because of recent events like the pandemic, yeah, yeah. people are starting to see, like, my success in turn can mean your success. And by success, I don't mean, like, you know, I'm going to give you all my money and stuff like that. Like, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying, like, me being able to have a roof over my head, food in my belly, like, just the basics of human survival, that's, in essence, like, species success, right? Mm -hmm. So, like, if I can have that, then you can have that, and you should have that because that means that we are a healthier, safer community. I don't know. For me, it's just about meeting people where they are and just, like, whether you agree with them or not, that's not that's not the point. The point is to help them see, help the, help to ease their anxiety and show them like, no, nah, your community, your community is solid. It could be more solid if you come here. You know, if you come meet us here, mm-hmm. and this is why you should meet us here because it it you and you can totally tell people straight up like this benefits you too, yeah. like. I, I mean, like, I don't know. I think people are very hung up on, like, oh, it has to be, like, a thousand percent selfless when you are involved in your community. Honey, you are part of your community. Yeah. Like, what do you mean? Like, it is totally... Mm-hmm. And it can be selfish, and, like, and that's good. Because it's... Like, you were talking earlier about, like, how I'm a priority, too, like, self-care. <laughs> when you invest in your community, like, that's taking care yeah. of yourself, too, honey. Like, that's yeah. taking care of you and yours, Plus, us and ours. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. For me, it's just, like, you can totally say, like, me being involved in my community is a totally selfish thing because I want to take care of myself. Mm-hmm. That's okay because you are part of your community, too. Taking care of you is taking care of everybody. Mm-hmm. Right? Because you're part of everybody, you know? I don't know. Mm-hmm. That's just how, that's just my thing is, like, if you're going to meet people where they're at and, like, people are very concerned about themselves okay tell them like like okay. like this is for you too like yeah. something something you said earlier that I've just kind of been like thinking about um this idea of before you you try to like exert your experience and knowledge and stuff mm-hmm. it's like listening and act and asking questions about what's needed mm-hmm. I don't know I feel like a lot of people approach that as like, oh, I don't, I don't want to intrude. I don't like, yeah. like, oh, it's already established. I don't want to be responded to with like, oh, mind your own business. We know what we're doing. <laughs> um, I don't know. I've definitely felt that, even though it's unfair. My community has not. They, yeah. they're, they're generally super open to like new yeah. ideas and new voices and you know perspective and stuff, but. Um, I think we project because if someone were to come into like my family and say, "Oh, I, I think you should be doing this and this," we go, mm-hmm. "Oh, excuse you. What are you? What are you doing? Yeah. Who are you? <laughs> yeah. Who are you? <laughs> Coming here? Yeah." But the the kind of like outlook for community is different. Yeah, like coming. You no, know, there's totally because like, yeah, I don't know. For me, I, I don't know. I'm I'm very weird in that. I'm okay with like brushing certain things off because it's just like, I'm used I'm used to working with people. You know, mm-hmm. like working with them helping them like that's just my thing so i know like if you i do think it's important that your first impression of an organization is very positive especially like what like and i've been on that side where like i'm trying to get people involved right mm-hmm. like so i i i know how to put on the customer service smile and be like ting like hey <laughs> like nah totally come over come here like we can totally like get you involved here's how and like oh this is so great like i've done that spiel um, and yeah, sometimes it's tiring as hell, but I think it's very important like to have that experience because it, it is very much like people want to feel good about what they're doing and feel mm-hmm. good about like getting involved. And I do think like sometimes you can get that feeling from an organization, whether it's just like, because the first impression is so crucial in anything, but like from that one person that you talk to where they're just like, ah, no, we're fine. Like, thanks. But then like... <laughs> 
<laughs> but then like somebody finds out from like another person from the organization finds out like that they just turned somebody away it's like we needed them for like this <laughs> campaign like we have this that needs to be done like why um so like there's also all that going on in the background that like the general public is not seeing mm-hmm. but like uh for a layman's person i don't know if i want to get involved like i'm just gonna do it like if somebody's like oh no okay like well, well we don't really need that then that's when i'm just like okay well what do you need mm-hmm. and if they if they don't want to follow up with me then i'm like okay well then if you're not responding then i guess you don't need anything which is fine but if you believe in like the mission and you believe in what they're doing then like i don't know i'm not gonna let one person deter me from mm-hmm. supporting what I what I know in my heart mm-hmm. to be something worthwhile. So like if they're um like if I don't get a good impression from them and like they don't really follow up with me, but like they still are doing like a, a clothing drive or something like that, like I'm still gonna post that. I'm still gonna promote it. I'm still gonna be like, Hey guys, this is something going on. Mm-hmm. But like, am I going to volunteer with them? Probably not, because they just told me they don't need me. <laughs> you know? I don't know. It's just you have to acknowledge that people are people and there's not always going to be the nicest people. But Oh, I'm the best person to talk to about that. I hate all people <laughs> equally. Yes. It's just so exhausting. I have to go through so many things in my head. I am a special kind of person. <laughs> no, uh, I get that. Because, like, okay, so I've only worked in, like, client-facing jobs my entire professional career. And I've, oh, and like, I am, I'm a very community oriented person. So like, I'm constantly talking to people in the community and stuff like that. But man, <laughs> if you think I have been happy with every single interaction I'm having, if you think I like every single person that I'm working with, that's not true. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. It doesn't have to be true for me to still do my job. Mm-hmm. And I'm not talking my job in terms of, like, what I get paid to do or my job as what I volunteer to do. My job, as I see it, as a person, is to make sure that the person in front of me who needs something gets what they need, yeah. either from me or from whatever resource I give them. Mm-hmm. Like, period. So I don't have to like you. But I'm going to help you. <laughs> like, I'm going to do my best by you. Because, like, and I get annoyed and I don't like people. Like, I generally am just a curmudgeon in my heart. I don't, I'm, I sometimes act like it. But, like, I don't know. I just think that, you know, I know how a bad day feels. And I know how, like, being a curmudgeon person can feel inside. I just don't express it that much, like, on face yeah. value so like i don't know i just try and realize like you know you're probably not having a good day i have a good day either let's yeah. just get this over with i think <laughs> that's know? that's kind of like how i've been trying to like train myself like to explain away poor yeah. behavior or what i consider to be like oh that was kind of rude oh well they probably just have their contact in backwards or something like yeah <laughs> like, oh i'm sure they're just having a bad day or, or yeah something like that. And, uh, it makes them feel more human i guess yeah, and that's my thing is, like, I, I'm always comforted by the belief that it's all it all comes... I firmly believe that, like, if you are going to treat people a certain way, somehow, some way, mm-hmm. the universe is going to treat you in kind. Whether it's, like, something big, like somebody's nasty to you, or it's that you get every single light, red light on the way home. <laughs> <laughs> some gonna happen to, like, even it out. Um, but also, like, sometimes I recognize, like, I have a mental illness, and it's not always a good day, and I try very, very hard. And there's some people who do not have the resources that I have mm-hmm. who are very mentally ill. And I and in my professional career, I've encountered this a lot, where, like, you're working with people who have very bad attitudes and because mm-hmm. they they have very bad coping skills. They just don't, don't have the care that they need, the attention they need, whether it's from family or, per, or like, local resources, like yeah, the state like and stuff like that. environment, too. Like yeah. They, they didn't come from the same environment that Exactly. So it's just, like, um, it's like, okay, you want to be this way? I'm going to just let it go off my shoulders. I'm going to let you be. 
<laughs> I'm gonna hope the best for you because like I've dealt with some people who just you know constant constant behavioral issues and stuff like that and like it's frustrating because like in the heat of the moment you're just like mad because you're just like annoyed but like in your heart you know you know why like in the in the mm-hmm. back of the mind you have to constantly keep reminding yourself that like this is another person they're going through a struggle you just need to like I know it's annoying you personally but like just keep it in mind every time you deal with them like mm-hmm. I don't know and that's the way I approach like just people in general even those who like are just they just have a personality difference they're just bratty they're just whatever <laughs> you're just a person I'm just a person in this moment maybe I feel like I'm a better person <laughs> but and the humblest and the (laughs) humblest person but no that's just I don't know that's always been my thing like with community engagement with everything I do it's just like I try to keep other people in mind because Mm -hmm. for better for worse we are going to be each other's survival and if you haven't I don't know if it's because our generation went through 9-11 9-11 I don't know if it's because how I was raised I don't know if it's a combination of my experience like as a person like solo I don't know what it's probably all of those it's probably things. everything <laughs> all together but if none of that plus this year this godforsaken <laughs> decade of a year if none of that has taught me anything it is that as much as I love superheroes mm-hmm. I know real live superheroes and they are so much better than the ones in the comics because they're the people who are actually going to stick their neck out for Mm -hmm. people and you know they don't have masks they don't like well I mean you know I think you have to define masks after this year yeah right (laughs) they're they don't have disguises you know like they're not they don't have secret identities they're not working with a billion dollars I'm looking at you Tony Stark and Bruce Wayne you know (laughs) they're doing what they can and like in that they're not just saving lives sometimes literally but they're saving people's humanity and people's Mm -hmm. dignity which is so important and that's for me that's what's that's what matters is that I'm I know that everybody around me can be treated with some kind of respect even if it's just for a minute Mm -hmm. because like this world ooh. She disrespectful. She disrespectful to everybody. She don't like us. But you know what? We we're here for each other, and we need to take care of each other. Because at the end of the day, you can't you cannot rely on on these outside forces and like this big national or global ideal of leadership or whatever. Like, and also like to your point about local leaders, these are these are people that you're supposed to know. Like, these mm-hmm. are supposed to be your neighbors looking out for you, mm-hmm. you know? So why shouldn't you know who they are? Because you're supposed to know, you know? Like, that's supposed to be the guy down the street who's, yeah. who's like, you know, taking care of what's going on in the community. Right. I think we're, especially after this year, I think we're learning that this whole idea of, like, independence. Yeah. I mean, I understand that this mm-hmm. is what this country's been built on, and we've been like so proud of it but I think kind of making that like taking that on an individual level mm-hmm. that's not helpful yeah well I think people have so have oh they've taken the meaning of independence mm-hmm. as like it's a very I'll, I'm gonna say it, it's bratty it's bratty the things that people think are independent like oh it's my way oh it's my like we were talking about it in the class the other day and I would totally bring this up because like Brian Monroe the discussions in his class, like, shout out to Professor Monroe. <laughs> but, like... Am I going to get letters about this? <laughs> possibly. About him being like, oh, you mentioned me on a podcast? I'm be like, yeah, Brian, I did. But, like, we were talking about this in class the other day about, like, people's idea of, like, independence and, like, what does it mean to, like, be that in, like, independent nation and stuff like that. But you look back at other crises that we've had in our time and we have come together. Like when there were shortages in like World War One, World War Two, mm-hmm. the Great Depression, yeah. people came together and they made adjustments in their life. 
And somewhere, in, as we entered the, the post-60s era, I feel like, in, especially like in the 80s, my God, the 80s, when you look at like our history, you see we started to become a more like independent is about me. Not mm-hmm. that independent is about like being free of spirit and being able to do like what is best for you. Mm-hmm. Like while also keeping in mind like that you are a part of a nation. Like there's just no sense of and it goes back to that loss of community. We, yeah. I think we have become so so siloed in ourselves and in our own ego. And that's not helped by this phone <laughs> and all these little apps on this phone, yeah. um, which I totally use. And I'm totally part of that. Like when we say problems with society, like we are society. So if we're the problem, we can also be the solution, you know, always got to say that. But like, <laughs> I do think it's become like we've, I don't, I don't like just over time, we've just become more more selfish and I think more siloed in who mm-hmm. we and egotistical and that has warped our definition of independence and it has made us think that independent means that it's about me and what's best for me mm-hmm. and just me just me not my mom yeah. not the grandma down the street not you know my entire community it's about just me and like that's so that's not that's not what I mean you can say what you want about the forefathers and we can say so much but like I don't think the original intent like what I believe it to be is the intent to be able to make decisions about your own life and decisions about your nation that are for the good of all like you can you can still be like I'm I still do stuff for myself I still, like, you know, make decisions about my life and my career, but I'm very aware that, like, my decisions impact my husband, mm-hmm. my parents, my siblings. Like, I'm very aware of who, like, I just don't understand where the lack of awareness of your of the consequences of your actions, like, the impact. That's what I think we've lost. We've become so obsessed with this idea of just, like, being ourselves that we've lost the awareness Mm -hmm. that being ourselves means something to other people who are themselves, you know, like, uh, it's just, it's just a such warped perception of independence. I feel like, Mm -hmm. like, like, and people take it to the extreme, even on the personal level where they're just like, Oh, I don't want to be tied down in a relationship and to each your own. But like, when you're in a friendship, that's a relationship too, honey. Like, that's mm-hmm. not what we think of, but, like, a, no man is an island. Like, you're not, you you were not created by yourself. You didn't, you were not reared by yourself. You were not raised by yourself. Yeah. So, like, I don't know. I just look at, you know, the guy from Into the Wild. That's my main thing. It's just, like, do you guys see how he ended up? He tried to be alone. <laughs> And he realized, like, in the very 11th hour of his life that the most important thing was sharing his life with other people. Mm-hmm. And, like, when he was gone, look at how his death impacted other people, like, on such a personal level. Like, if, if you have to see a movie to understand this, <laughs> here it is, guys. Watch the movie. Yeah. Like, read that book. I don't this know. This is why content makers yeah. you know, put stories and complex ideas into, you know, films and stuff for people to understand. Exactly, because it's just like, <laughs> see, guys, see the mirror. Here it is. Look, but it's not so directly your mirror, so you will be more likely to buy it, watch it, read it, everything that we need you to do for it. Yeah. Well, I'm glad we've solved all of the community problems. Yes. Today. Now, if somebody will listen to them, <laughs> um, tell all the leaders. No, it's been kind of like my goal to just define everything as much more complicated than it really is because it we, is uh, i don't know we we seem to think that everything has this one simple solution oh and no. it doesn't it and doesn't everything that we see as a problem we have to understand that there's a lot of different parts to it and sometimes if you fix something yeah something else can go horribly wrong and then you have to fix 
something else. Look at social media. Oh fine. my god, yeah. We solve all <laughs> look what happened. For real. And but, like, yeah. especially when you talk about community engagement too, like you getting involved on a volunteer level, that's going to help one part of the problem. Mm-hmm. Because then you have to think about, okay, the issue you're trying to solve, like for me, my big thing is like, I love helping folks with like feeding people, like mm-hmm. hunger, like relief. That's something I'm really like passionate about. Here's my thing. I can donate all the money in the world. I can buy all the meals in the world. But there are policies on a local, state, national level that keep people hungry. Mm-hmm. So what? Now I got to advocate for policy. Okay, cool. How do I get that policy through? Okay, now I got to talk to elected officials. Okay, but now I got to run for office so that I can be the one to help make those decisions. And then you got to, like, there's just so many pieces to it. And, like, and then you got to think about food systems. It's, like, it's a whole mess, you know? And, like, I care about, like, education, especially, like, for teenagers who are, like, going out and, like, making their decision about college, you know? That's another mm-hmm. uh, passion for me. But it's, like, okay, so you can help kids like write resumes cover letters whatever what about the job market mm-hmm. like how's that gonna look you know like how's that gonna look for especially like this year yeah. next year how's it gonna look for them like giving kids life skills okay cool but what if they don't have the money to buy these supplies okay but that again lends itself to policy issues and that lends itself to like how we spend our money and how we spend our taxes and like changing people's mindsets so yeah. you are only addressing one part of the problem because the problem the problems that we deal with in the community level are always so much bigger than us um even when it's something simple like helping somebody get like their items back when like or get raise money for like a fire like after they've had like a fire or something like that and like helping them raise money so they can get clothes and stuff like that like even that that still lends itself to like okay there's so many other issues that contributed to that fire and then like Getting them clothes is just one thing, but they're going to need so many other things, too. Mm-hmm. You know, like, they just lost their home, and, like, maybe they're going to need therapy. Like, maybe they're going to need this, that, or the other. So, like, there's just so many things that go into the issue that you're working on. Does that mean you should stop working? Absolutely not. Does that mean you have to get involved in every single aspect of the problem resolution thing? Yeah. No, that doesn't either. You need to just do what you can where you are for who you're with. Because that's, nobody can ask you to be super, as, as much as there is no Superman, also nobody can ask you to be that. Like, nobody can ask you to solve all the problems of the world. If you want to, go ahead, please try. <laughs> I mean. No, that's just, that's cause for burnout. And yeah, exactly. No, but that's, that's really important because I think a lot of people, when you talk to people about, like, being involved in your community, they automatically link community engagement to politics. Mm. And then they'll say, oh, no, no, I don't want to have any part of that because it's so corrupt. Like, okay, but you don't think that if you were part of that, it'd be less corrupt? Right. But, no, they assume that if some if a system's already corrupt and I joined that system, I will become tainted in some way. And, I don't know, but it all goes back to everything being much more complicated than it seems oh, to be. Oh, hell yeah. It's not you know, an also, issue that can be solved with money or, yeah. you know one policy or one you know, event or something like that yeah no it's just a lot of work it is a lot of work and it's also like do you have the bandwidth to do that because i mean like i even me like i i'll totally be the first one to say like yeah i get overwhelmed with like thinking about like stuff that needs to be done in, in just my community and like how i want to help and then like i'm just like oh crap i can't invest as much time and stuff and energy as i want to mm-hmm. but i can I know who to ask if mm-hmm. I, if somebody needs help or if if I see something like there's a local community group that's having like a, a 500 meals for 500 family thing and it's like cool they're like donate whatever you can and I'm like okay cool so I can give them some money or I can give them like I have so much pasta in my, in my <laughs> thing and they need pasta for one of the dishes I'm like okay here they can take that too like it's just you can and you can get overwhelmed please mm-hmm get overwhelmed because once you hit that wall and that feeling you can sit in it and just realize oh crap I cannot do it all and then that can help you see like here's what I can do 
and this is what I originally wanted to do. So let me just circle back and just do that damn thing because that, mm-hmm. that's just, you know, that that's my process. <laughs> and if anybody else has that process, please just work through it. <laughs> work through it with me. But I think, it, and I commend you for getting involved more in, like, community in terms of, like, local government because I think that that's something that, like, when people think community engagement, I do think they automatically default to, like, community orgs and charities mm-hmm. and stuff like that versus, like, your local politics because um, cause we just, for some reason, for some reason, we have separated that from the civic service realm. Mm-hmm. But, again, I just talked about policy. The policies, the laws, the regulations, whatever you want to call it that's made in your own community, that's your local government. And that is civic service because they're looking at stuff that's impacting people, people's ability to get food, people's ability to access clean water, people's ability to like go to school at a certain time, for the roads to be safe, stuff that gets you through your everyday life. That's civic service. And like community orgs don't have a monopoly on that, but in everybody's consciousness, they do. Mm -hmm. Versus you look at local government and it's just like, because we have an idea again an idea of politics which is a caricature of what politics politics is a caricature of what politics is in people's (laughs) minds I think especially with local politics like you're saying I think like that and I've always believed this like local politics are so much more important than people make them out to be but it requires an investment an investment of time an investment Mm -hmm. of attention that's another thing attention that like when you we're talking about priorities and stuff, mm-hmm. people want to give the people don't want to give their attention to something that is not gratifying to them. I think, mm-hmm. which kind of ties into the independence thing. Everything everything's interconnected. Yeah, but it's because everything's much more complicated. So much more complicated. <laughs> like people don't want to give their eyeballs to C-SPAN. Politics has become very, I like to say, movieized, like very cinemized in people's minds. Mm-hmm. Very much like. Yes, blame the media. (laughs) Of course, always, always. I am the media. I can blame us. (laughs) Let's blame us. But it's also just like, but that's the other problem too, is that people don't take the time to research. Mm. People don't take the, again, it's a matter of investing your time. People don't want to invest that that, time. Exactly. What is this time that you speak of? This time that I speak of. Your time is, I don't know. Who, oh God. I think it it was in a song. It was like, your time, your life is where your time is. Something like that. I'm pretty sure it was Jack Johnson or somebody like that. Very poetic. But it's like, it's true. Mm -hmm. Like, where you invest your time, that's where your whole life is. Mm -hmm. Um, And like, no, people don't see it as a service. It is a service. But we also, we have a, we also have, like, the same way we have a warped concept of independence, we have a warped concept of what service is. Because we don't recognize certain things as, like, sacrifice. Mm -hmm. Because we don't like that word. That's true. We don't like the idea of sacrifice. It means I get less of something. Exactly. And I'm the most important person Mm -hmm. in my life. So what does sacrifice (laughs) mean in the egotistical world? (sighs) I think think that kind of goes back to what we were talking about, like, this idea of scarcity and abundance. Mm -hmm. The, The scarcity... Is not a is not a thing. There's always enough of everything. Yeah, it's maybe not allocated properly. Yes, but to always assume that like if I give up my time, that means I'll have less, or if I give up my resources or money or whatever, I'll have less. You you won't. You no. you will, it will you know return itself in friendship or you know a yeah. stronger community or I don't know just more self-worth or something like it, it's it's gonna yeah. weigh itself out and that's what i said before like everything comes back to you somehow mm-hmm. some way and my dad he said it really great the other time he's like you can have all the money in the world mm-hmm. you can get money you can lose money time once you lose it it's mm-hmm. gone it's the great equalizer so i would rather invest my time <laughs> In doing stuff that leaves... I'm not super obsessed with the idea of legacy. I've just now, because I think I'm getting older, I'm starting to think about it's it a little more. because you've seen Hamilton. That's it. <laughs> what is a legacy? Plenty of seasons garden you don't get to see. But no, like... We're going to get sued now. <laughs> oh, yeah, right? 
But no, like, I think, I don't know. I think growing up, I thought a lot about my name and, like, what it meant to be, like, a Cisneros. And, like, because first off, there was not a lot of people around here who have my kind of name. <laughs> Same. Yeah. <laughs> so that makes you very aware of your name. But it's also just, like, well, I'm kind of, for, I'm kind of the one who has to forge that path and, like, show people what it means to be a Cisneros. Mm-hmm. Like, what, like me and how I act and like what I do like that's what people are going to interpret as a Cisneros Mm -hmm. so like for me you know this is a person who has people's best interests at heart like Mm -hmm. has the community's best interests like sees everybody as family treats them as such like I want to spend my time as I with the values I hold like I want my time to reflect the values that I hold Mm -hmm. so for me that means doing the work, putting the investment, doing all the all the random yeah. research, being this walking encyclopedia of just random crap. And connecting people. Oh. That's important. That's what I do. That's what I like to do. Uh, I do want to talk about legacy at a later time. Maybe with you, if you're yeah. interested. That's, that's all my in. list of things. One of my list of difficult conversations that it's probably not going to get resolved. <laughs> in one, it it in won't get hour. resolved in our in our magic hour in our yeah. magic time together. You know, it's been but more than an hour. I'm yeah, sure it has. I'm sure it has. Mm. All right, one last thing. Of course. Um, what are you reading or listening to mm. that is making you think critically about, you know, your life, your your <laughs> legacy, maybe maybe your involvement in your community. Well, hmm. Oh gosh, this is hard. Is it? It is. Aren't you a journalist? Don't you read a lot? (laughs) (laughs) You read so much that it all blends together and it all becomes autopilot and it all feels like mushy, unnecessary garbage. Are you reading Um, anything like right now? No, I am. So I actually, so it's really funny that we're having this conversation about like, like, (laughs) like engagement and legacy and stuff like that. And like, I, I said stuff about like hunger relief like being one of my big things earlier um I actually just started this book the other day and like I just read the introduction and totally made me weep um it's oh my god it's uh graffiti it's like kitchen graffiti you trying to remember the title yeah it's it's a book um and it's about the chef yeah I wish I had a fact checker right about now no, <laughs> I should have had my phone oh, wow. see this is why I should have <laughs> kept my phone on me damn it um it's I no it's graffiti kitchen and it's this chef he goes across America because he he himself like his whole culinary career has been a maglamation of being like a Korean immigrant who like gets transplanted from Brooklyn to mm-hmm. like Louisiana and like that's how he learns like his cooking style is like in Louisiana so mm-hmm. it's just like it's it's an American experience um and I could totally identify with it because like you know I'm third generation Irish American first generation Ecuadorian American and like I've lived in the Northeast most of my life but I've traveled all throughout the country so like my whole my whole existence is kind of like mirrors his a little bit Mm. um in terms of like having like this multicultural lens like constantly having to have that Mm -hmm. in your life um and he has that but like through food so he goes around the country and like he checks out like all these um, different spots in America, like whether they're home chefs or restaurants or pop-ups mm-hmm. or whatever, that reflect the multicultural identity, the multicultural cuisine identity of America, yeah. which is like, that's so cool to me to think that we are, as a country, just by who we are, are creating a whole new like culinary style, which is awesome. I'm very obsessed with food. Um, yeah, no, I, I'm starting to learn that food is like powerful. It's so people. It like triggers memories, and it's a sense of like comfort, and all kinds of these like deeper issues Mm -hmm. more than just like sustenance. Yeah, and that's the thing is like for something so intrinsic to our survival, Mm -hmm. like we have made it. We've just we've given it sentiment, really, Mm -hmm. which is awesome, because then I think when you give something sentiment, something so essential, then you make it precious and that makes you realize that you're precious mm-hmm. and then everybody around you is precious i'm all about bringing that empathy y'all <laughs> i want that empathy but no that's making me think really critically about myself like you know like i said yeah. he's he's multi he has a multicultural experience i'm a multicultural girl 
the multicultural world. I'm just trying to make everybody know it. Um, but yeah, no, I like, I've just become more aware of like how much I love food for the reasons that we just talked about. Mm. Um, so that's one thing that I've been reading that's helped me think about myself and like, and the world more critically. Um, and then I've been listening to a lot of Radio Cherry Bomb, which is an awesome podcast. Um, and Locatora Radio, that's another podcast. Their Locatora Radio is more like, um, they're more like a cultural zine of a podcast um, that helps me stay connected with like my heritage and like mm-hmm. parts of myself that like I don't really get a lot of exposure to, like living here in <laughs> in, in suburbia. suburbia. <laughs> <laughs> um, but also gives me another lens because they're they're Cali Latinas and like that's different from being like an East Coast Latina. Um, so it's cool to always have that lens, but also like they're they're powerful females who just decided like, hey, we're just gonna make this podcast and we're gonna like call people out and shit and like do stuff. So yes, this is that. how all fancy podcasts start. Yes, it's just you know, let's have a conversation and then we're gonna take it way too far, right? <laughs> yeah. So those that's all helped me. And Radio Cherry Bomb is a food podcast, but it's focused on women and women chefs and stuff like that, which. There are gender issues in food as well because it's just like you hear about all these great chefs and like I loved Anthony Bourdain, God rest mm-hmm. his soul. Um, but like you heard about like stuff people like Anthony Bourdain, Bobby Flay, like all the stuff like that. You hear about these chefs and they're all men. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, all the good cooks you know, all the good bakers you know, mm-hmm. who are they? Your moms, your grandmas, your aunts, your godmothers. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, there's like a disconnect there somewhere. So that has me thinking critically about uh, how gender plays into like the food stuff. I'm getting obsessed with the food stuff because like (laughs) I'm just starting to see that that's like my path. And I'm just trying to explore how that's going to be part of my path. That's going to be like act 17 of my life is going to be somehow involved in that. And like I'm just kind of feeling my way through that, I guess. (laughs) (sighs) Yeah, it's, it's all it's all one big journey. No, I feel you for real. We can talk about personal experiences some other time. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's uh, gonna be a whole thing. Thank you so much. Of course. I really appreciate you being here and um, letting me be weird and reach out to you. <laughs> <laughs> I was just I, like, I'm trying to like keep in touch with people, but like, don't. I don't know. Honey. I'm like, honey. Sneaky. I don't know. I, no. I have been following your life, and I know a lot about you via the internet. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's another thing, too, is, like, when we talk about time, like, I understand that people are busy as shit. I have time, though. You, like, moved away. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> and also, like, oh, oh, my God, who was it? Somebody connected with me the other day. They're like, so where are you now? I'm like, that was me. <laughs> No, no. <laughs> Are you here? No, it was, oh God, it was, I think it was Tyler or somebody, but they were just like, uh, where are you now? I'm like, I'm right here, bitch. Like, yeah, I've been here. I, I honestly wasn't expecting you to, like, come back to Ben's area. I know. Me neither. But me and my sister were talking about it the other day, too, because, like, so she's in New York, and she's fighting tooth and nail to come back to Pennsylvania. And we thought it was so funny, because, like, when we were teenagers, we were like, oh, fuck it, I want to get out of here. I want to go, and, like, whatever. No. The world is not as you think, and the world teaches you that. Mm-hmm. And it teaches you that, like, there's no place like home. It really does. It's a very Wizard of Oz <laughs> BS going on with the world. But also, like, you know, you get older, and for me, it's my priorities. Like, my priority's always been my family. So my family's here. Mm-hmm. My family needs, they need a lot of care. A lot of care. So this is where I'm going to be. I'm going to take care of them. And, like, honestly, like, is it so bad where we are? Mm-hmm. I know people, like, and that's the other thing, too, is, like, I know everybody here, for better or for worse. <laughs> like, people take care of each other. And, like, that can be said, and I've lived across the country, so I know, and I can say this with 100% certainty. Mm-hmm. Everywhere you go, there's community, and there's people who are going to take care of each other. And there's good people out there. That's why, like, when you see all this stuff on the news about everybody as they are and like that is our fault as the media too because we parachute in and we don't 
rely on local reporting. We also don't invest in local reporting as a nation, but that's a whole other issue. But like, you know, you go everywhere and there's people willing to stick their necks up. People I think are inherently, they can be inherently good because I've seen it. And that's why I believe it is because I've seen people just like go out of their way to help each other for no other reason than like it's just the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. And we have a lot of that here. And like if I am from here and I foreseeably am going to be here for forever or for however long, like I don't know. I just want to be part of that good. And like I grew up here. This place, for better or for worse, made me how I am. Like, I I do feel a sense of gratitude, and when I feel a sense of gratitude, I feel like you need to like repay mm-hmm. somehow. Um, so I'm gonna take care of this spot. Take care of this John. <laughs> I'll do it. Well, this isn't Philly, so I'll take your slang somewhere else. Listen, <laughs> listen. <laughs>